stage. I'm Jared Adams here. Hey, what's up? Not too much. We have more people here than just you and I, Jared. It's getting crowded. It is I mean, getting crowded. It's actually a love seat. We don't have a full couch, so <laughs> with five of us, it's getting really awkward. <laughs> but anyways, here we are sitting very closely to Tom, Matt, and Matt. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hello. Hi. It's going very well. How are you all doing? It's cramped. Yeah. Awkward. Cozy. Snug. You're, you're both my elbow. Get off, Matt. What's that? <laughs> Whose is that? Uh, what is that? Uh. <laughs> we need a bigger tent, actually. <laughs> if we had a bigger tent, we would be mm-hmm. doing much better. I should say we're backstage at Changelog. We're also backstage at the Big Tent podcast oh. because we're hanging out with the hosts of Grafana's Big Tent. How does that sound? I like to think that all the all the backstages are connected in one sort of universal open the door through the cupboard and then you're backstage right. for every podcast in existence. Like Monsters, Inc., you can just go through the door and... That's it. There, there you are. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Does that make this the Scream Factory? <laughs> well, it's not the Scream Factory anymore. Now it's the Laugh Factory, uh, right? Because Laugh uh, is actually the power they discovered. You've just ruined the film for me spoiler, now. Spoiler. Spoiler. Tom's not seen two. Is this like Monsters, Inc. Part mm. 3 or something? I don't know. <laughs> podcast. All like, yeah, there's a podcast, I'm sure. Is there well. a podcast? There probably is. Sully's got a podcast for a sure. A rewatch. They'll go back mm-hmm. to the old episodes. Monster University. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But uh, being backstage with y'all, with this show, I think it's cool because it's been a journey to get to here, right? Like it's this, this didn't just begin yesterday. This has been like legit a journey to think about one, the philosophy that, that Grafana lives upon, but then also what it's like to have a podcast that sort of embodies that philosophy, encapsulates it with some folks from Grafana, but also invites those in the community to share their voice around this big tent philosophy and what it might mean to observe software in production and, and all that entails. And Matt Ryan, I know you from GoTime and other places that you're super funny. And Tom Wilkie, I can't talk to you without you cracking a joke of some sort. So <laughs> there's laughter to, to be had, which is always yeah. fun. I promise I won't. Take us back, guys. Take us back to the beginning, the inception of this idea. Why a podcast? Why does Grafana want to do a podcast? And then how come this podcast that we ended up producing? I mean, I've I've known Matt for quite a long time. Actually, should we tell the story of how we met Matt? Shall we? Is it time? Shall we? It's quite yeah, topical at the moment. Is yeah. it a good story? Yeah, that's the, really the question. Well, how long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, just go ahead and talk. We'll cut you off if it's too long. Yeah, we'll edit this out. <laughs> I will just say, of, of all the people I've met in an airport, Tom's my favorite. You didn't really meet in an airport, did you? We literally we met did. in an airport, yeah. We met in an airport. We were on our way to Ukraine. Wow. Is that true? Just... Uh, to, yeah, to speak, uh, to speak at a conference in Ukraine, and um, I, we, we missed the flight. Um, missed a connecting flight through, I don't know, Vienna, something like that. And, uh, you know, going to rebook a flight, and I hear a, hear a thick British accent behind me. And, uh, and, and the rest is history, really. You don't mean intelligence thick, do you? You, mean, you don't mean it in the British way. <laughs> Actually, I remember being in line because we had to keep, you know, we'd missed our connection. It was a nightmare. And uh, I remember this, there was a, a gaggle of people behind me talking about tech. And I was like, oh no. Like, you know, and there's just like strangers around and they talk tech. And it's like being just, in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, oh no, I hope I don't get dragged into this. Um, and I did in the end, because I think Tom, you said something that I completely disagreed with about Go or something. You you, you made a <laughs> criticism about Go, and then Probably. I have a duty, don't I, to to. So it's a sworn oath. <laughs> oath. I think you were literally yeah. wearing the t-shirt. 
Yeah, could it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably had my Go Time T-shirt on. Um, turned around and correct punched him. him. Obviously, oh, no. <laughs> laid him out. Nice thick correction. Verbally punched him. Verbally, we settled our differences uh, in in the hotel bar, waiting for the waiting for the next flight, and then the next flight, and the next flight. It was a good. It was good, and I think you know the rest is history. And then Matt had me on Go Time. Uh, when it must have been almost a year ago now, Matt. Mm. Uh, six months maybe. Was this um, the microservices debate? Was this the which show were you yes. on, Tom? I think it was probably microservices architecture, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that was a really good, it was with the chat from Monzo. Right. Um, and that was a really good one. And I think that was the first time I met like, you know, go time and, 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 and you two and, and, and this whole kind of process. And afterwards, I think I said to Matt, oh no, no, no. Afterwards it was Matt with two T's. Oh, that's me. That's you. <laughs> yeah. You, you started a internal podcast. Oh, I did. Yeah. I did. Um, we just started. I mean, we were growing at a pretty good clip, and it just felt like there was so much Slack stuff going on, but not a lot of. I don't want to say not a lot of personality, but it, I think what was lost was just a little bit long form conversation. And thought, oh, let's just do this, right? And cut it, throw it up there. I think I just pasted it in Slack, maybe initially, or mm-hmm. or threw it online, and for no other purpose than just letting other people talk. And yeah, and then I think you reached out, Tom, and you're like. You know, why don't we do this for more people? And I was like, let's not do that. That's terrible. <laughs> There's already enough out there. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. And it was just after after being on go time with 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 Matt and like seeing how the how the sausage is made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and and re- listening to your podcast, Matt, I'm like, we sh- we should definitely do one. Yeah, you thought the, the, this looks way easy. <laughs> <laughs> if you can do it, yeah, so if you easy. can do it. That's why it took so long to get this one together. <laughs> we we had that Dunning Kruger thing going on, right? <laughs> Matt, Rod, did you did you work at Gafani yet? Then had you been had Pace been acquired yet when this conversation happened, or was it sort of behind the scenes? Maybe this is sharing too much. I don't know about your personal entanglings, but what was the time frame? I think it was part of the term sheet, wasn't it, that you had to host me on Go Time? Yeah, but I, that was me insisting that <laughs> <laughs> that was we're only going to accept the deal if <laughs> yeah. So this well. Let's try to get to the details, but more trying to figure out in terms of like if if Tom shared the idea, was it like a we at that point is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. The internal podcast that Matt was doing was already underway. Right. So that was, that was and then we I joined and listened to one of those. And, and I'll tell you what, it's such a great way to like start to talk about and share company culture and things. It's a cool idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do recommend it if people... You know, because and, and there's no, you know, when you do a public podcast, there's, you know, there's there's a lot more pressure to do that, mm-hmm. to get it right and make it interesting. And when you do an internal one, you can really, a bit like this, kind of backstage, it's it can be more informal and more relaxed. And you can talk openly about company things that you wouldn't want to talk about publicly. Yeah. And so, yeah, I thought that was a really nice way. And I felt like I knew Matt a little bit from listening to him. And it's funny because we didn't meet until... Jared and Adam, when I met you, I met Matt. I had oh, okay. met Matt prior. What? So I think we we were on the same Google Meet. pronounced Raya. <laughs> Is that a nickname? Matt Pryor. Yeah. <laughs> That's my comedy stand-up name. <laughs> have you two met in person yet? Matt? No, we haven't. No. I have a whole sheet next to each uh, podcast where I try and guess how tall Matt is. and it, Like a bench sheet. It, it, yeah. Why, have so you got, when, my outline. Every, why do you guess every episode? I have, a, I have a different feeling every episode. His height's the same every time. No, not in my mind. Sometimes he's a giant. <laughs> he's, his height is very surprising. 
Is that true? Yes. It depends how close I stand to the camera. <laughs> surprisingly short or surprisingly tall? Don't ruin this for me, please. Oh, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it there. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> don't ruin this yeah. for me. The first Monsters, Inc. <laughs> Can I put a guess in here then? Can I add my, uh, maybe a guess onto your sheet, Matt? Yes, please. Or maybe I can concur, or you know, maybe you can agree with one of my guesses. Are you going to do it in metric or imperial? I'm going to guess Matt Ryer is six two. <laughs> I was going to go five so five ten five ten. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a good guess. Five five ten is is my so guess. That uh, that laugh was good. I like that. Is that your guess? Okay. Yeah, five ten is my guess. And I've never met Matt either. Mm. Nor do I want to. <laughs> no, I'm taking. I hope someday never to have to. I thought we were going to get have lunch one day. No, it's no. not going to happen. <laughs> I never agree to that. Five eleven is the answer, unfortunately. <gasps> unfortunately, and no one apparently no one ever admits to that because they always just round it to the nearest six. Oh uh, well, yeah. Matt, I'm with you, man, because I'm I'm five eleven and a half my whole life, pretty much. For our European listeners, uh, what 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 is that in non freedom units? Yeah, what is that in metric? <laughs> uh, is that is it t shirt sizing? A medium amount of centimeters. Uh, let's ask Siri. Hey Siri, what's eleven? What's five and a half? I can't even talk to Siri. Siri, what's five feet, 11 and a half inches in metric? I found this on the web. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. You can't even do basic math. Come on, Siri. Come on, Siri. Well, I I jacked it kind of up, so I'll I'll use Google instead. Honestly, though, how long has Siri been alive? Hmm. It's got to be like eight years. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. She should be able to do basic math conversions at this phase of her development, but. I digress. Do we judge how long since she's been conceived or conceived or like the total <laughs> breadth of information that she has? Well, that's, that's, yeah, well, that's infinite, I would bet. It could be Adam's accent that doesn't make any sense. That's true. It could be my Texan draw. Um, in centimeters, it's 180 centimeters. 180 centimeters. Yeah. That makes it sound tiny. For some reason, that, that, that you can say 1800 millimeters if you want to be. Oh, bigger. thank you. There we go. Yeah, 1,800 millimeters. No. 1,800 millimeters does sound pretty good. I like that. No, centimeters. I only use centimeters when it's little things. (laughs) Millimeters when they're even littler. Right. Well, if it was in meters, it'd be 1.8. Yeah, you say I'm almost two meters tall. Yeah, exactly. That sounds big because a meter is big. (laughs) What's it in miles? (laughs) Hey, Siri, what's five feet 11 inches in miles? (laughs) How many meters per hour are you? Let's see what she can find on the web. <laughs> She's not I'm, um, 0.001121 miles tall. Get used to it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound tall, though, doesn't it? There's it lots does. of numbers in it nice. as well. It's very precise. Do you use miles in the UK, though? We do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you used... It's how uh, we get places. I thought you used kilometers. No, no. Kilometers on the continent, miles in the UK. Oh. It's too confusing. Yeah. We yeah. use a mix of imperial and metric because, you know, we're, we're stuck halfway between the two, right? Right. Yeah. Are there well, fancy I'm, coffee shops in the UK now? Or is everything still a, a fancy tea shop? <laughs> I, I, I don't know where to start with this. Like, uh, I, think, I think we had coffee before you did, Matt. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, we invented America, didn't we? Yeah, we, yeah. I think yeah, my we, house is older than your country. <laughs> <laughs> with doorknobs Zing. falling off. Yeah. It's got, that's why it's got glass, glass doorknobs. Sorry, maybe we'll edit that bit out because uh, I expect some of our audience might be American. <laughs> yeah. Didn't we make you? <laughs> or some of your co-panelists might be You'll American. Get letters, Tom, assuming they can write. Yeah. <laughs> you can cut that one out as well. <laughs> no, it's all staying in. No one's going to listen to your guys' podcast. This is backstage. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's listening. This is somewhat of a preview, an unedited preview 
of Grafana's Big Tent. This is the kind of stuff that they do on Big Tent all time. Well, I would like to know on a more serious note, but yet still not that serious. How do you guys navigate on Big Tent having two mats? It's quite cumbersome, like logistically. Yeah. Uh, we're never allowed to have both mats on at the same time. Mm. Otherwise, that, that, that develops a singularity and envelops the whole podcast. Okay. That was also in Matt's term sheet. Any meeting <laughs> needs one mat. Simple solution, I guess, to a complex problem. I like it. Yeah. It is actually quite awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Wow. Well, I assume they're always talking to you. When they say, Matt, I have a good question. I just assume they're talking to you. Is that why you just stay quiet and stare at the screen for huh? several seconds before answering? Yeah, I listen. Oh, yeah. Common courtesy. It's being polite. We edit out the uh, silences. Yeah. So you kind of described why a podcast, because you liked math with two T's internal podcast. You liked GoTime quite a bit, and you thought this would be fun and interesting to do. And so that. But then why, why Big Tent? Why work with us? How did it all come to come out? Because there's lots of ways to make a podcast, but this is and there's lots of different podcasts you can make, but you decided to work with us and you decided to make the Big Tent podcast, which maybe you can also talk about what it's going to be like. Yeah. Yeah, so I think for for me the one of the things that makes Grafana Labs quite different is our approach to like um inclusivity of ideas almost. Like we don't think you know, I'm one of the Prometheus maintainers, right? Uh, but but Grafana Labs doesn't just work on Prometheus, right? It works on Graphite. It works on, you know, our, everything. Basically, every time series database out there can be visualized in Grafana. And we call this whole kind of philosophy of, you know, not picking favorites, not picking sides, the big temp philosophy, right? Like the, the idea that I think the other way of saying it is like the rising tide raises all ships, right? Like we want everything to work together. We want to not pick favorites. And we wanted to extend, you know, that for us isn't just about data sources in Grafana. It, it pervades like the company culture, right? We, um, you know, we're always looking for ways to be more compatible, to work better with with competing technologies um, and, and competing organizations. And, uh, you know, what better way to kind of get that message out than a podcast, right? Like we invite, actively kind of invite on like, our friends from from other organizations and other companies hmm. right it's not just the grafana podcast you're not just going to hear from like people who work at grafana about projects they're working on you're going to hear from people who don't work about grafana but who maybe work with grafana or that maybe you know work in tangential spaces mm -hmm. i also think it's a reflection of of what the people like what are we'll say users or even or customers are dealing with right like they don't have a single a single solution right so i think just acknowledging that and being able to bring these people on to talk about it, I think is closer to the way that they're thinking about it and the problems that they're trying to solve. So it, to us, it just kind of feels easy because we get to go and, and highlight different people. And if someone's doing something new and cool in the same way that we would say, share it with the user or customer, like let's bring it on and let's talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. and let's, let's figure out how it fits together. And then we could ask the questions that maybe some people are thinking, um, or at least the dumb questions that, <laughs> that we're thinking. Mm. Yeah, and working with Changelog, you people, that's you. That's us, yeah. I could say working with you. Thank you, yeah. Um, Either way. Yeah, you know, this is like, when you look at, the, um, look at the, the family of podcasts that you get from Changelog and the quality of it, this was always a thing that struck me was, you know, with the transcripts, the little preview clips that go out on Twitter, the editing quality, like when you have 
In fact, this uh, we did a recent episode and uh, of Go Time with Ed Welch, who's actually from Grafana, mm-hmm. and he was he was kind of really worried after that we'd just not produced anything. That we just had a conversation, and he didn't feel like you know he felt like there was a lot of stopping and starting, and he felt like there were big gaps, and he was kind of a bit a bit worried about that. And then he today told me, listen to the the sort of polished episode and it's amazing and and honestly like that editing cutting things down to the to the sort of distilling it down to the bare essentials that process whatever goes on you know we don't talk over each other on the podcast i mean we do when you're recording it because in real life you do mm-hmm. but it all gets sorted out for you in the edit and and i think the listening experience that that delivers is is just really high and means you can listen to it on two times speed which some people do and that i think that would be difficult if there was a lot more talking over each other and things like that. Mm. So, mm. yeah, it's. I think the quality was a big pull for why uh, doing it with with you. I also hope it complements your other podcasts, right? Like the, mm-hmm. you know, I listen to Go Time, I listen to Changelog, you know, and I just think what we're trying to do with Big Ten is similar but different, right? But mm. complementary. Um, and so I'm hoping that it, you know, it fits with the catalog. That's why we felt good also about working with you all because this is obviously not something that we do every day for many different brands. I think we have a desire to do it in smaller swaths, not let's produce every possible Grafana like brands podcast for them. That's not really our desire at all, <laughs> but we felt so strong about who you all are and your beliefs in this big tent philosophy. We had Raj on Founders talk a little while back. I got to know sort of the, the deeper innards of the long history of his entrepreneurship journey from the Vox Mafia to Grafana. I mean, the whole entire journey. And I really gained a great respect for that direction. And then also just getting a chance to help produce a good observability podcast out there. Like, that's another thing I think you can answer is like, is there is there a gap desired to be filled in the observability landscape with this podcast? It may not be a weekly show like traditional shows where every two weeks, you know, seasonal but, you know, is there a gap there that uh, is aimed to be filled? I hope so. I hope so. That's why we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean, you, you've, you've heard the first four, maybe five, five uh, recordings. What, mm-hmm. what do you think so far? Amazing. I'm, uh, <laughs> when I listen to it, it's, it's, uh, it's almost like what Matt Ryder just said. Because, uh, you know, I, I can imagine I've been involved in many podcasts. And the, the process, because this journey has been long, it's not that... It's been difficult by any means, but it's it's sometimes hard to see the fruit that will come out of a process. And so I, when I first heard the very first episode and the music and the in and the personalities and all the details that come together from a beautifully produced podcast, like for me, that's my passion. But then it's like, wow, this is an amazing show and the community is going to love this show. Like the music and everything just comes together so perfectly and uh, I got to say, when I first heard the very first episode, I was like, I was, I was on cloud nine. I was super giddy the rest of the day. It was, it was a good day for me. I was like, this show's going to rock. I still haven't heard it. Still haven't heard it. Yeah, I want to I wanna listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> Should we play it now and just listen to it and then we can react? Just cut into <laughs> oh, it. Oh, like Mystery Science Theater? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like a 45-minute break and then we'll all come back and keep going. Yeah, yeah. Just leave the, uh, leave the gap in, though. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, yeah, if you leave the empty space so that the listener can also go and listen... Real time. <laughs> yeah. Real time. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Tom and I are, you may, you may have noticed, we're British. We're not 
very used to being. Well, speak for yourself. Oh, sorry. What are you one? Which one are you, mate? I, I'm, I, I identify as European, actually. Yeah. Okay, that's nice. So, but either way, <laughs> I can't like, tell he's not... joking. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> we're not very good at being nice to each other. So this has been a lot of <laughs> us all being nice. Can we just have two minutes of hate? We're, we're quite good friends in real life, right? Like, uh, you know, we, we hang out outside of work and everything. Like, But yeah, the, uh, the constant bickering might, might uh, come across wrong. It feels like an unfair advantage, particularly getting to, to record with you guys. You get to hang out. You get to have go to the pub, have a relationship. I don't think this is going to work. Yeah. Real connection, Matt, is what you're saying. Like real meeting, real IRL. Real meeting. Like Tom knows the answer mm-hmm. or knew the answer to how Tom or how big Matt was. That's true. You were saying Matt, right? What were you saying? British? Yes, British. Yeah. So I was, um, I was saying. Bragging? No, 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 no. I don't understand what the point is. Yeah. Where, where are you going with this? We Matt? know you're British guys. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, we, we aren't very good at being nice to each other and we've all just spent ages being nice to each other. So could we now just have two minutes of hate to counterbalance it? Yeah. Okay. He's not really five foot ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five foot ten around. I vote. Okay. I vote no. No. No vote. Oh well. Can't all be winners. The other good thing about the editing that Changelog does is, if you do do a little, have an idea, and you take a little risk, and it doesn't pay off, like just then, <laughs> hopefully it'll get cut out. No, but we're, we're keeping that bit in for sure, right? Or it gets left in, and we just point the finger at you. Well, first of all, backstage is not edited like our other. And that one's staying in for sure. And secondly, anytime Matt mentions the edit or the editor, our policy internally at Changelog is to leave it in. Because we'll make literally anybody else sound good on our shows, except for Matt Ryer. Because he constantly is asking to be to sound better. And it's just life is too short. <laughs> yeah. To take commands from a Brit who's over there just telling us what to do. We're not even in the room and he's giving us instructions. I mean... How presumptuous. <laughs> He's too likable in real life. We need to take him down a peg. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, though, Jared. In the last episode of Go Time, I just, on the fly, made up a segment. and That's true. It, in the edit, it got its own little theme tune, which was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And it was a whole little proper thing. So, What was the segment, Matt? <laughs> it was quiz time. <laughs> we could do it now. It's quiz time. Quiz time! Quiz time! Quiz time! Quiz time! I couldn't help myself. I, I have fun with that kind of stuff. And whenever you make up something ridiculous, I think, well, let's just lean into this thing. You know, why not? And that's that's the kind of stuff that we like to do. Like, make... Make every episode have something that's different or special or just like that little extra something Hmm. where you don't know exactly what to expect. You know, sometimes we put Easter eggs in at the end or ridiculous things and uh, try to keep people on their toes because the conversations are good. But like if you can sprinkle in something extra in the post-production and just shows that we really do care. and, And I love when people do that with their podcasts. I think it's so neat. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you make up something on the spot and I'm going to try to riff on it and see if I can make it even better. Yeah, it's that yes and attitude, which is great. Mm -hmm. And you can take risks too, which enables that. So that is, that is, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we do appreciate y'all working with us, honestly. I mean, it's, uh, we've wanted to do this for a while. We've wanted to produce a brand's podcast and, you know, help something like this come to life because, 
I think given our journey to here, you can probably appreciate all the hurdles in front of producing a podcast, right? Like you can get the people together, you can give them good mics and you give them things to say, but it, that's not a podcast. Like the whole thing is, there's a lot more to it than that. And uh, there's a lot of hurdles in front of producing a well-formed, well-produced podcast. And that's I'm not saying it's impossible by any means, but you really have to want it to get there. And I, I think we all came together in the right ways to make this show possible. Yeah. Woman fuzzy. So hopefully it doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you, what would you, we're, now we've recorded how many? Five episodes, right? And you've recorded. The six is being recorded on Wednesday, yeah. And then, and then you've recorded how many, Adam and Jared, in your, in your lifetime? Oh. Hundreds? Thousands? Thousands. Yeah. So what would you, what would you tell us as, as newborns? Don't stop. Like what, what do we do for the next, for the next little bit? Yeah. Have fun. Don't stop. Keep going. Dig in. Get in the trenches. Yeah. Diverse voices. You know, I mean, obviously you have the core, but you know, it is a big tent. And so go out of your way to invite people in that you normally might not, or you don't know personally mm. and like have that diverse voices. I think it's so, so enjoyable and necessary. Yeah. But yeah, consistency, community, and quality content. That's yeah. the that's the the three C's. <laughs> Can we use this as a as an opportunity to to invite people? You know, sure. If anyone if anyone wants to be on Grafana's Big Tent, you know, yeah, get in touch with Matt at Grafana. Anyone? Not anyone. Everyone thinks they should be. <laughs> like, literally, we'll take anybody. What's what's your what's your public email address, Matt? Who me? Is it well, either one? Which do, which Matt? Why do yeah. why do I get to be the just email Matt at Grafana? I don't want the spam. Yeah, yeah. You know, one okay. T or two T's, it should land at the right place. No, I get too much from recruiters. I get recruiters filling my inbox. Well, do you have a big tent at Grafana email address? Because that's Ooh. what you could do. That's easy. Oh, that's a good idea. If we don't, we'll we'll have one by the time this podcast goes. Yeah, out. I think that's a really smart idea because then you can tell anybody, hey, if you've got questions, if you've got ideas, if you've got negative feedback, we want to hear it for mm-hmm. sure. I personally welcome negative feedback. It's yeah, it's such a humbling thing. One to accept it, which is not very humble to, to accept it. But then two, like to evolve because of it. Mm. You know, so I would recommend that. Yeah, that hat looks ridiculous, mate. Thank you. <laughs> Does he have to evolve on the spot? Are you expecting like him to just take the hat off immediately? I have another over there. Should I put it on? <laughs> yeah, just quickly. Does it? Imagine that. That's my evolution is just swap the hat. How about this hat, man? <laughs> wow, he meant that. No, I love that hat really. I would say Big Tent Grafana.com would be a good, you know, because you can all share the inbox too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if the team grows, then obviously it grows. People can, you know, manage the inbox and whatnot. But mm-hmm. everybody has actually email, not a form on the internet, you know. So there you go. But formalize that kind of stuff. Like, hey, reach out, put the invitation out there. That's one thing we say here is like, we have had a community for a while. We have a community Slack. And we say, you know, no matter where you're at on your hacker journey, you're, you're welcome here. Come hang your hat here. It's free be a part of this community, you're welcome here. No matter where you're at, whether you're as smart as Matt Ryer or is not as smart. Any hats are welcome. Right. White hats, black hats. Oh, you know what? I've already created BigTentOGrafano.com in November. Look at that, see? Oh, yeah, look at that. Wow. Yeah. I've used it, actually. I remember now. You're already that smart, Tom. Is there any feedback in there? There is nothing in there. I don't think, I think even I'd forgotten it existed. You're going to get recruiters filling that up Yep. now. <laughs> <laughs> or PR people. That's usually what you get. Yeah, podcasts or or t- or tent companies. Yes, yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> Are they buying or selling? I mean, you you have a big yeah. tent. You need more. <laughs> I'm gonna need a big tent from Grafana over here. 
We got a ceremony happening. You guys deliver? It's got to be a big tent, okay? We need a philosophy around this thing. It's got to be a big tent. So one of the jokes we were going to have on this was that we were going to send everyone that appears one of those little tents that you get in the tent shops. You know, because the tent shops can't have the big tent, right? Because it's too big and the shop would be too big. So they make little model tents. Are there tent shops? Like, all they sell is tents. Yeah, sure. Tom, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was in recently. We have a store here called Academy. Right. And it's like our sporting goods store, basically. And we were in there and they have like camping tents and they're miniature. Little mini models. They're cute little tents. They're tiny, but they're legit tents. And I was like, I can't believe this. First time I saw it was like two weeks ago. And I couldn't believe it. So, But I, I can't find a place to, to buy them. Yeah, you need to know somebody on the end of those companies. Be like, hey, can oh, I buy one of these mini tents? They should, they should really sell them. They're missing out on an opportunity, honestly. So if anyone listening to this podcast will sell me a mini model tent. Or maybe you have a, a nice pivot for Grafana. You know, you could sell the tents. Right. A side you know, business. Side business. I mean, if there's, a need, if there's a need in the market, which there clearly is a need. That could be at least 2% <laughs> of your revenue. Yeah. At least. Venture capitalists would love that. Your next round could depend on these tents. Plant a tent heist. Tent heist now? Tent heist. I thought you said you were going to plant a tent heist. I thought you were actually proposing yeah. to plant some tents because they'll start small and then like they grow from there. But. Matt Toback is suggesting we go to the store and steal the tents. Is that what you're saying? A tent no, heist? No, I'm saying a heist. Get it on recorded so that <laughs> no one knows it's us. <laughs> when you steal something, it is low class. When you plant a heist, yeah. it is world class. That's the difference. <laughs> I like it. And everything we want to do is world class around here. Yeah. We're going to do it Ocean's Eleven style, right? Yeah, exactly. Matt Toback has been arrested because he planned a heist to steal mini tents from a sporting goods store. <laughs> what? Big tent controversy. <laughs> I thought he was talking about he was going to steal from a tent. Like, because I think that would be easier than stealing from a shop that's made out of bricks and wood and that. <laughs> You mm-hmm. just you just go and lift up the bottom of the slap up the cover. Yeah. I think that's where shoplifting came from. The term we we call it shoplifting, <laughs> and I do think it's comes from that where they used to lift. Be able it's to, like moving house, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's tent lifting, obviously. Like moving house. But what you, another idea? We could get just a normal sized tent and just have it far away. If we can't find any little ones, put it in the wash on a hot wash. Yeah, does it? Would it? Would, would it work in the wash? And maybe if it's a woolen tent, it would. Yeah, wool. Oh, they're classic. Those wool tents. Yeah, they're good in the winter. <laughs> well, we can't let you guys leave without explaining and describing the big tent in excruciating detail. Mm. So, like, what is what does this tent look like in excruciating detail, please? I think it's a circus tent. Like, I think it's that kind of big tent, mm-hmm. and it's full of clowns. It's a three-ring circus. Full of clouds. There are three of you. Clowns. Oh, clowns. <laughs> well, you don't need a big tent for clowns. Same, same. Because they can all just squeeze in. Is it a magical tent, Tom? Oh, what was that TV program with the tent that's big on the inside and the outside? That's in Harry... There is in Harry Potter, one of them. Oh, is it in Harry Potter? Is yeah. that, okay, there we go. That'll do. Also, I was thinking Doctor Who as well. Uh, not a tent, though. No, it's mm. not a tent. The, uh, you're painting a, the opposite picture, though, though Tom, because the, the tent, at least for the artwork's sake, which I think is amazing, by the way. Eric did a great job. Yeah. It's more of a campfire tent. Uh-huh. Right. That, so I could tell Eric, who worked on that on our team, I think originally the first design was very circus tenty, but like the shape didn't really, I don't know, the shape didn't really work. And then he came back and it was more of a camping tent. Uh-huh. And it was like, it was like, oh, is this right? You know, and we kind of talked about the proportions. And his idea was that it was it was kind of somewhat of like a journey also in that, right. you know, where, mm. you know, wherever you're going, you can kind of provide shelter and it wasn't a spectacle, right? It was it was this place for for lots of people to commune 
while you're going somewhere. And I was like, oh, you got me. Yeah, which was a cool idea. And then he had like the campfire stories thing going Mm -hmm. and like you're outside the, you know, the tent. Mm -hmm. This is why he's good at what he does. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Tom's like, it's it's a bunch of clowns. <laughs> it's a bunch of clowns. That ain't gonna work. Eric's like, scratch that idea. Here's a campfire tent, Tom. That's a great first idea, Tom. <laughs> Let's hear it on that. But if we do ever do a live version of this, which we will do probably at some point, are we going to be clowned up? Mm-hmm. Like sad, one of them could be a sad clown. We could say yes, Matt, and then everybody else say no at the last minute, and you, and you <laughs> yeah. never get the memo. So you show up uh, as the clown. Yes, but yes, and yes, and Odie, you should do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll do it. I won't check. If we if we agree to do it now, I won't check back in. I will just turn up in full clown garb. <laughs> What's your? So you mentioned the live episode we're gonna we're gonna record. Yeah. What's your? What episode are you most most looking forward to? Mine probably is the live one. If if we do, if we can do a one, we we may, we may have the whole company together, circumstances permitting, mm-hmm. at one point, and in a big room, and you know, doing a podcast. We've we've done some with Go Time at conferences, mm-hmm. and the energy and the atmosphere is it's fun, amazing. Yeah, and and it does add obviously, like because it's live and there's actual humans there. You know, when you're doing the podcast. It's just like you're doing a Zoom call, really. It's quite intimate and private. Mm. Um, but when you when you do it in front of real people, you really do see it, that everyone's there. They're looking at you and listening. Hundreds of people, which is kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. it'll be a, it'll be a large room. Yeah, big tent. So you you were planning maybe a company gathering sometime soon, or that's the hope is you can do it live at a company gathering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Grafana Fest is the name of the company gathering. Ooh, oh, nice. And it's going to be in a big tent, isn't it? Yeah. Big big marquee. Could be. On brand. Yeah. And Matt, we're going to do the theme song live. Is that right? Yeah. I tell you what, I, I want to. I want to just get that. Yeah. Yeah. Get someone, just get like everyone that can play bass, <laughs> get them on stage. <laughs> and just turn it up to full, turn it all up to 11 and crack it out. Yeah. Sam plays bass, doesn't she? I think. Uh, yeah. And drums. Yeah. And Mick probably plays guitar. He's got guitars mm-hmm. in his background. He does. He was in a touring band. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he was. Yeah, he has a Wikipedia page about him. Really? He does. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, he's got proper. I've heard his music. We'll put it in the show notes. I'm, I'm googling <laughs> him now. Well, Jared and I are on IMDb. We just found this out recently. Like oh, Jared yeah. and I are famous. We are. We're on IMDb. Oh yeah. What what film was it? One of the Marvel ones. The Changelog. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't know if they added podcasts or what. Podcasts happened. on IMDb and hosts of podcasts on IMDb. So I was oh, like, nice. okay. Christopher Hiller, Bone Skull, found that out for us. He's like, I didn't know. Was it was Chris, right? Yeah, it was Chris. Or was it Kevin Ball? No, it was Chris. He's like, hey, you're on IMDb. I'm like, how, first of all, how did you find that out? Right. And secondly, how do I get a cool picture of me put up there? Because right now it's just that shadow face. Yeah. yeah. Oh, are you going to do like proper headshots? I think we should probably do headshots, you know, like glamour shots at, yeah. the, mall, at the local mall. Yeah. <laughs> Feathered <laughs> lasers in the background. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a... like. Think of whatever David Hasselhoff would do. Like that's what yeah. I'm probably gonna do. WW Yeah, that'd be cool. HD. Oh. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. It's gonna be in HD. Is that what you said? WWDHD. Oh, I thought you said you should do it in HD. <laughs> no, I think you should do it low res. <laughs> Which I immediately agreed with. It's a great idea, Matt. It's a great idea. I think low res would be good. Speaking of music though, so let's let's come back to this music. And like this is something I didn't expect as part of the process. Like normally for our podcast, we work exclusively and i guess in your case matt with go time there's been a lot of crossover there 
where it hasn't been solely Breakmaster Cylinder doing the production mm-hmm. and the Matt even did a few jingles for JS Party. Precisely, yeah. And I, I was I was not surprised, but very happy with the outcome. Like there was a Beatles song, I believe Jared wasn't there, that uh this was sort of you know, kind of framed after. There was a certain idea for the way this the the track would come in. But Matt Ryer, you're the one who produced this music track. Yeah, I I like doing it. I was, you know, I used to be in bands and stuff. I basically failed pop star, so I have to do. Do you have a MySpace? Uh, no, but I am on IMDb <laughs> because of Go Time. <laughs> um, nice, yeah. Touche. No, so I I love doing it, and um, and I said like when we were discussing the idea, of course, like people are saying, oh, this this these are ideas for the music, and we'll get like a proper person to do the music and things. And, you, you know, I, I must have just been in a, you know, some days you're just feeling confident. I must have been having one of those days. And I said, well, I'd like to have a go at making something yeah. and see what happens. And people are like, uh, okay, sure. you, Yeah, you do that. Uh, you know, it was really nice. People like Jared and I or people like, or who are these people you're speaking oh, of? Oh, I mean, I was when, in that first meeting that we had and you're like, Breakmaster Similar. Is it the Breakmaster Similar is now what we call Matt. That's my name. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tribute act to him. <laughs> the tribute band. <laughs> similar, very similar, but not the same. Yeah, yeah. But I was, I was psyched and I was like, oh, I was like, just a little, a little fanboying, right? And I was like, yeah. that's cool. I never thought that it, you know, my world would intersect with theirs. And then Matt's like, I'll do it. And I was like, shut the <laughs> f- up, Matt. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Tell us how you really feel, Matt. Jeez, Matt. <laughs> you will not do anything. And then like, it felt like 45 minutes later, Matt sent over the, the first version. And I was like, this is really, like, this is awesome. And it really, it was pretty much all there at the beginning and then there was little there was little modifications and tweaks but it like it came out kind of fully formed and it was i was psyched and i'm psyched every time they hear it now so yeah I solicited claps for it on the internal Slack. I just said to, in the random channel, you know, who here, and who hasn't, if we're honest, who here can clap? <laughs> wants to contribute a clap? <laughs> who has both hands? Have you ever <laughs> dreamed of having a clap on a song? That's my opening line. <laughs> Dare to dream. Because <laughs> if so, I've got a proposition for you. Yeah. Send me your claps. And people mm-hmm. did. And I got loads of people who were just clapping. Um, <laughs> some of them were terrible, <laughs> which was amazing. <laughs> that you, How could you possibly be bad at clapping? Yeah. Well, you know, like if, if it's just too close, somebody must have been in a church because the amount of reverb on one of them uh, was just phenomenal. It was like 12 seconds of reverb. Do, do you want to name names? Anybody in particular is bad at clapping that you want to call out? No, I, w- I don't want to do that. But okay. um, yeah, don't clap shame. I put them all, yeah, don't clap shit. I put them in a, uh, it just popped them all in a folder and then shuffled them up. So, you know, because I didn't need, I didn't need all the ones I got. So, and then I picked a few randomly. So I don't even know whose they are. So, you know, there's like an element of your clap could be in that song. Like as far as anyone knows. Would you recognize your own clap? Like if you heard it? Good question. Really good question. That Would you recognize your own clap? 
These are the kind of questions that you'll hear on Big Time. <laughs> These are the thoughts we ponder. We'll get to the bottom of it once and for all. It's kind of high quality content you can expect. But that that song, it did come out fully formed. And it, and that's that's how it happens. It's like, I need like a reason to do it, you know, and then there's like a bit of pressure to do it. And then it'll happen. It either happens or it's just nothing. And, you yeah. know, it's one of those things where it's not like I know what I'm doing. So I can't think melodically or, or, or think methodically and, and sit down and write it and do it properly using science and, you know, computer th- music theory and all that stuff. It's just, if it sounds good, it happens. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And and I have to check that it's original as well. So I have to play it to some people and I'm like, does this, right. is this a thing already? And I've just copied it. Yeah. So Adam had mentioned the Beatles song. So from our perspective, I was talking with Matt and I had my idea of what I thought the music could be and what I was going to tell Breakmaster Cylinder, not similar, but the real one, was I was going to say, how about a glitched out homage to the Mr. Kite song off of Sgt. Pepper's? Uh, I don't know the whole name of the song. It's longer than that, but it's Mr. Kite. Being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. For the, yeah, being for the benefit of Mr. Kite, which is like, it's a very interesting song. That whole album has craziness going on. I, I like it quite a bit. And I told you that, Matt, and you were like, actually, I was just listening to that earlier today or thinking about it as well so we're at least on similar wavelengths with that yeah. it's it has a circus feel to that song i mean it's about a show and so that was kind of where i was going to go with it but i love the fact that you made the song for the show that is your guys' show i mean how cool mm-hmm. is that it's like 100 percent homebrewed in that sense yeah doesn't get any better and every time, every time you play it, like the guest or whoever we're like, everyone starts bouncing along. It's got a very kind of bouncy yeah. vibe to it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the claps are very necessary too. Like it's the it's the beat, it's the snare. It's essentially replaces the snare, right? Or maybe there is a snare in addition to claps, but it's the snare part of the beat. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm going to be so disappointed when I find this on some sort of like audio thing that you could buy. And Matt has just spent the last yeah. audio jungle, the last couple months, <laughs> yeah, like telling us like it just, it just, it poured out of me. It was just I channeled the universe, and it just felt exactly how it needed to be. And I played all instruments at once. Right at the end, though, there is a little weird sound I hear. It's like by audio. Like it's like, like a watermark. Yeah. We fade it out before that bit. Yeah, fade it right before the watermark. Yeah, right at the end there. I wasn't sure. I was like, I thought you were going to say you, you're going to find it on Audio Jungle because Matt's out there trying to sell it royalty free, you know, <laughs> just get some extra side cash with this. I mean, he put all the work in. What he's saying is, is it's so good that it could be right. a royalty free song. Well, that makes me think about your guys' live show and how you could have like everybody clapping, you know, like yeah. the whole company clapping yes. along as you. Well, we already know that that might not <laughs> work so well. Well, you'll have to like ask a few people to like pull them aside and say, yeah. honestly, if you could just, we'd rather have you not, but. Not past the audition. Well, if you sell tickets, you can say if your ticket has this color on your ticket or badge, you must clap. You're on the one and three. And you'll sprinkle those folks throughout the crowd, right? And so they're they're contractually obligated other than otherwise they're they might get let go yeah it was in your term sheet matt <laughs> that's right <laughs> this is a very long set of demands that are now coming to fruition it looked weird at the time but you know i'm glad i put it in there it's more like a writer than a term sheet this is the mistake of having a term sheet in google docs that you could just edit any time <laughs> <laughs> just go and sneak extra bits in there mm-hmm should we this is a question for for us should we have people like find someone that's like an arm's length contributor to open source projects as opposed to just 
like the the companies or the people that are that are doing it like like the random person that we don't even know and say like how did you start contributing to open source that mm. how much you guys must have done episodes on that adam and jared yeah oh, sure or no we have is it interesting I mean, a lot of times it's people who end up being maintainers of projects. Now, hmm. we've done obscure projects where the person is therefore still not like uh, like a, a name in the industry and ask them like how they got into it. And we had a we had a whole series called Maintainer Spotlight, which was really like the, the life stories of maintainers. Really interesting stuff, especially I think even just users of open source software or observability tooling and how they're solving their problems and what problems they have. Almost like you would have uh, a conversation with somebody at a conference. Like really interesting things can come out of those because they're like real world rubber hits the road situations that they can share yeah. that you're not going to get from like the library maintainers or the people working for large mm. companies or whatever, like the typical people you hear from. Even at large companies, I want to, and this is something I hope we can do an episode on, but like people always, when we're talking to customers' potentials, um, that are Grafana users are like, how did, you know, how do people do this, right? And like, what, you know, what happened? And tell us the recipe. And really, like, more often than not, Tom, Matt, keep me honest, but like, the person who did it, like, just did it and just started doing it, right? And just created the thing and then it gained some momentum, right? So it's like, <laughs> when someone's like, well, how could I do this? And they're like, well, maybe you're not the right person to do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but it just, it does feel like yeah. similar to that open source, like, ethos, right? It's, you just, you just kind of go, right? And you, create value and people start start attaching to it yeah there's something about solving your own problem that's important i think mm. with that mm -hmm. you know because you've got to scratch you the best open source is scratching your own itch right but mm -hmm. the, it's the the skills to teach other people how to do it and how to do it yourself i've seldom found in the same person mm. right i think is more your point matt right like it's you know mm. i find it quite easy to scratch my own itch but to teach someone else that sounds really weird now I'm not yeah. going to continue that. Please, line please of do. Teach someone else to scratch it. Yeah. Mm. I want to do that episode too. Tom yeah. teaches to itch. Yeah. Or to scratch. Just turn your video off first. It's like nerdy podcast versus dirty podcast. You just can't do that, okay? Yeah. They're yeah. so close, but oh, so different. <laughs> Save it for backstage late. Well, I get that to be able to solve your own problems, what you're saying. So you know how to solve your own problem, but to teach somebody else how to solve their own problems is challenging. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, or a different set of skills that, that honestly, like, I'm, I'm not sure mm -hmm. exist in the same people often. I think it starts with being your own scientist, though, right? Like, if you can have a sense of awareness about the pain you're feeling, why you're feeling it, what an application is missing, and then that's sort of some of the mm -hmm. beginnings of solving your own problems is, like, just scraping up data. Right. I think I've, I think listening to others and the way they've gone about things, even if it doesn't apply to you. Mm -hmm. That's one way I've learned a lot in my career through podcasts. Like I'm a podcast junkie. I listen to them and I love to just listen and hear the way people do things because it just broadens my potential possibilities when I have a problem. It's like, you know what? I heard about somebody that did this thing and like sometimes you can't even remember where it came from, but like through osmosis, you've been exposed to all these different ways of going about, all these different tools mm. and perspectives, and then you can draw upon those when you need them, either consciously and be like, I remember on this episode I learned this thing, or you're like, I can't remember why I know this, but I do. And so I think the value of sharing those things, even if it's like a very specific problem that was solved, is is gold. Mm. You know, you just got to kind of like accumulate it over time for it to be worth something. Even sometimes it's as silly as it sounds like it's about just permission. You listen, you're like, oh, like I could, I can do that. Right. Or whatever my yeah, version didn't is. Didn't know that was possible. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know that was possible. Like, you know, like that's allowed. And you're like, yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody said no. They said thank you, and you're like, wow, all right. Well, especially if it's somebody that you respect or that you look up to a little bit, and you're like, okay, they, that's the way they think about this. It really does give you permission to think outside the box or try something a little more daring or gives you a little more courage when somebody else has gone in front of you and, and done the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's especially true if, if there's already something out there that's solving a similar problem, it's very easy to think, Oh, well, what's the point? This has been out there for years, but very often like a, a fresh approach and from scratch, you have a lot of advantages over well-established projects. So it is worth doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, yeah, I think people, you're right. They need permission. Everyone should, should do it. Just, just do it. Do your thing and talk about it and, you know, do meetups and write blogs about it and tweet about it. And I don't know, go on Instagram, go on TikTok, yeah. mm-hmm. podcast, get mm-hmm. on IMDb. You never know, you might end up on IMDb. <laughs> Just get yourself on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> you get permission. <laughs> Uh, Matt Tobak, can I just say when if if someone says something funny and you're you've you've got like a quiet laugh? I know, I knew, I knew it, I knew it because you said something funny and I didn't laugh and I knew you gave me that look across that I saw the I saw the daggers and you're like Arr. you do, do laugh, laugh but it's silent laughing. It's like oh. come on, mate. I laugh inside my heart. Tickle, someone tickle him. Is that you know? There's the you, you laugh for the audience. I laugh for me. You know, there's the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> Is there the the Wilhelm yeah. laugh that we can just substitute in yeah. whenever Matt silent laughs? Yeah, the toe back. That's a good idea. Or maybe you could give Matt a button that he pushes anytime something's funny. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so the button will make the sound for him. <laughs> he can fake laugh <laughs> visually. Actually, I could make that myself just by. There must be a clip on one of the recordings of Matt laughing. I could, I can have that. And Probably. Just sub it in. Yeah. Or you could go to all your companions at Grafana and, and collect laughs, you know, and then do your mm. anonymous munging and create. That's right. Yeah. Kind of a collective yeah. Matt replacement That's laugh. A great idea. The surrogate Matt laugh. Yeah. <laughs> could we put it through a processor and figure out who are like, um, kind of like, uh, unstable? Because mm. laughs, I feel like, tell a lot, right? Because if someone kind of has a... Outlier detector. Yeah, a laugh detector, a lie detector, you know, mm. like, stability detector. Yeah. You're going too far, man. Yeah, that's a bit far. You're going too far. All right. Rain it in. Right. Way Just too far. Rain it in. These are the kind of questions that you could expect to hear on Grafana's Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, we were thinking of doing... It, when I wasn't involved, it was just going to be Tollback and the Wilk. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really wanted to make the podcast for that one. It's Tollback and the Wilk. You know, you could imagine it. The morning show. <laughs> I'm Tollback. And I'm the Wilk. You know, loads of wacky, zany sound effects and stuff. Well, before I knew Tom was involved, I thought I was going to be Matt and Matt in the morning. <laughs> like, you, guys, you guys could be a, a morning show on AM radio. Yeah, I'd love that. Except for you're in different time zones. So like syncing up on that would be tough. Well, while he's saying morning, I'll be saying afternoon. <laughs> It'll just be that. Should we try it now, Matt? Just say Matt and Matt in the morning. You ready? Morning. No, oh, you have to say Matt and on, Matt on, in the morning. On three? Yeah. On three. Ready? I'm not going to do this. Go on. <laughs> Two, one. Matt and Matt in the... I'm not going to do this. <laughs> no, fair, fair play he's to him. He's silent laughing. For those who can't see, he's silent laughing right now. Insert laugh track. I was laughing. I was real laughing. <laughs> well, we have one minute because Matt has a hard stop. Two T's, Matt. I do. But any final words, fellas? Uh, check it out. BigTent.fm, obviously. Uh, it's in your podcast player. Search for Grafana's Big Tent. Do we know? Do we know when we're when we're putting it live? It is live. By the time this goes out, it's live. Yeah. Yes. Next week, Tom. In yes. well, in the past, when people are listening, in the future, to us. 
Right. But we're here in the present now. Uh, Presently, it's not launched. <laughs> this is part of the launch. So if you're listening to this, the show is out there. So check it out, bigtent.fm. And man, like what a what a joy has been producing this with y'all. I mean, just behind the scenes, it's been so much fun just seeing it all come to fruition. And that's my favorite thing with podcasts. Like same thing with Ship It. We launched that show last year. All the years that went into producing that show, the same here. All the years of your careers, Grafana's journey, but then also the actual journey of producing the actual show. It, it didn't begin yesterday. It began last year. And it's been a bit of a journey to get here. But I'm excited for the listeners to hear this. I'm excited for us to keep producing it and you all having the fun you have. I think it's fun even being here and like, I feel like I'm behind the scenes of the actual big tent because Jared and I are just bolted on here. It's three of you and uh, other cast of folks that come in and join you. But it's been fun seeing the the chemistry behind the scenes as well. Thank you. It's been great. It's been great working with you two as well. And even just to add a little bit, I think knowing that you had all the, like everything on lock from the show perspective, I think it, it allowed us to figure out who we were going to be and what we were trying to do as opposed to getting hung up on saying, oh, well, what, you know, what should this be or that be or like kind of in the weeds? Like yeah. we didn't, we didn't have to do that and we didn't get to do that. Instead, we had to look at each other and go, oh, what are we going to, what are we going to create mm. and who are we going to have on? And that, mm-hmm. that felt really, really cool because it, awesome. it, was, it wasn't what I expected. So yeah, thank you to both. It's been a journey. Thank you for letting us play a role in it. Uh, we very much appreciate it. We're obviously big fans, big fans of uh, the production itself and where you're going with it. So appreciate you letting us be a part of the journey. Thank you. 